re 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 ready check monday wednesday friday yeah you know it's a go okay i see they going off but we going to rewrite it though that's right monday wednesday friday yeah you know it's a go okay i see they going off but we going to rewrite it though that's right monday wednesday friday yeah you know it's a go okay i see they going off but we going to rewrite it though i said monday wednesday friday yeah you know it's a go okay i see they going off but we going to rewrite it though Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another edition of the Rewriters Room. We are the men with the pen. Happy to be back here with you all to close off June. I am one third of the one of the best podcasting trios that you have ever heard. Uh, Armand Savage, the Brock Lesnar of broadcasting, the John Cena of journalism, the Paul Heyman of podcasting, and the Roman Reigns of rhetoric. But I'm not here alone. Fellas, how you feeling? Yo, yo, what's good? It's Cece, the best rapper and producer in the whole wide world. God body, because I consume healthy products and do towel curls. Benevolent servant to the earth and philanthropist. And every phrase I say is a gem like amethyst. You could put any nigga next to me. Dope ass women sitting down the street going to look at us. Be like, yo, you see that? Yeah. I mean, yeah. Him. Yeah. Him. Him. Hemothy. Yeah, of course. Him. Who's that man's next to him? I may talk a lot, but I only got one thing to say. Love yourself and keep going. You are the world. So give all you can and take care of your body, your people and your land. Where is my nigga Chan? What's going on? It's Chan reporting live from the mid card. Um, you know, a lot of a lot of my boys, a lot of my my mid card sons is popping up in the, the AEWs. So I've been watching more of that recently, um, you know. Hashtag both sides. Hashtag good people on both sides. Um, it's, like, it's really it's really the mid car main event over there. Some days I, I like it, but it's like, huh? It's like all mid cars over there. Yeah, so it's because everyone's getting hurt. Take a step back. Everyone's getting hurt. Back. I think all their top the, guys are getting hurt. That's yeah. That shit is crazy. That shit is crazy. Yeah, also, to take a step back, dumb. I think that's the first time I ever heard a black person say the phrase that there's the good people, the good people on both I sides. Said, go right? people. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was like, why does that sound weird? And I was like, oh, because I've never heard a nigga say it before. Because <laughs> <laughs> it's not usually. There's not. It's just funny where it's just like, yo, at this point, like, there's so many former like WWE guys and AEW. It's like, you can't. Y'all can't be beefing at this point, bro. It's like y'all, it's the same niggas, bro. bro if, if you it's look like... at if you look at all of the like weddings, it'd be all of them there together. Like the, bro, they the best friends, the bro. Like they all cool. yes, bro. They they kicking it, bro. Yeah. Um, but hey, uh, we're gonna jump back into the public. Uh, for you all who are not subscribed to the Patreon, you missed a very fun trivia segment and life recap. So make sure that you subscribe to the Patreon at the A Show. Uh, Patreon backslash the A Show RNC for bonus content from the A Show, the War Report, Spot Callers, whatever Meals has cooking up next. Meals always got something cooking up next. Um, and information on potential merch that we will be releasing at some point um, and a bunch of other things that we are offering. It's good. Apparently, it's going to be the uh, Summer of Revenge, as uh, J5 and Meals have labeled it. So Ooh. you can expect some big things. You always want to be on the Patreon for a question of the week. They actually just put out an episode with. Uh, Rob, aka at Ugly New York on Twitter, 
Um, so I'm, I'm already knowing it's going to be hilarious. I can't wait to play it for myself. So make sure that you all tap in. But let's jump into our pre-write. Um, I'll kick it off. Austin Theory, the theory of it all, man. Um, you know, I liked him. If you all recall, he had that brief Raw stint in 2020 where he came up. Got a WrestleMania match in his first few months. on Yeah. Roster. And then he had to go away for a while because of some allegations. He resurfaced on NXT, joined the way with Johnny Gargano, Indy, Indy Hartwell, and Candice LeRae. Then he came back to the main roster, kind of just out of nowhere, aligned with Vince McMahon. And, you know, early on, I, I was rocking with it. I was, you know, like, uh, just generally, I, I like his look. I, I think he can work in the ring. His finisher is awful. Um, but I, I think that he has a lot of potential. Yeah. And then they started with the whole selfie thing. I thought it was funny at first. They've stuck with it this entire time. But it was very clear that he was being forced on us, like forced down our throats. And in, in a way that seemed as though they were trying to get him over. He beats Finn Balor for the U.S. title. And they, they do a whole celebration for him. A heel. Yeah, youngest you, ever. Yeah, it's a big never, deal. I, I can't think of a time where I've seen a heel be carried on people's shoulders and celebrated. Great point. After winning the United States title. I was like, all right, man, like the, the jig is up. The agenda is very clear. His U.S. title run really hasn't been all that interesting. Um, and now I think I think fans are tired of him. I know that the Internet is tired of him. And it couldn't be a better time for him to mix it up with Bobby Lashley. They've done such a great job presenting Bobby Lashley as a babyface and putting him in a position where he's beating up on this annoying ass heel who, who a lot of people just genuinely don't like. It's like certain heels, you know, they're badass. You fuck with him. He, he's not even really badass. He's just annoying. More in the and, Baron Corbin vein. Yeah, of heels. right. right. It, uh, but he don't know how to... Not as good as Corbin, to... though. No, like, no, yeah. not in terms yeah. of quality. In terms of like Baron Corbin is annoying when he's oh, yeah, 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 yeah. He's, yeah, he's not like like evil and like, oh, I want to be Baron Corbin. He's like, fuck Baron Corbin, man. Yeah. Jesus. Yeah. 100%. Which is yeah, the point, which is what he wants. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. And so now I I feel, and I don't know if this is the direction they're gonna take it, and because he's so young and they're trying to build him up. It's like he may be better suited to be, as you said, the Corbin who is used to get other people over because it's working so well with Bobby. Like every time they're, they're in the ring together, the whole pose off thing and Bobby speared him off the podium. Like it's working so well for Bobby, but I think it's also hurting theory in a way. Like, I, I don't know if they're going to go all the way and have Bobby win the U S title just because I feel like that's beneath him at this point. Um, but I do think they got to get that title off him and they got to figure out something else with theory. They need to put him with somebody. Yeah. Maybe put some, that's what it is. Him. The way was his best thing because he had Johnny and Indy and Candace just to because it's like anything. It's better when it's watered down with other people. It's just too much theory is too much. And so, yeah, I think I definitely think that's the way I mean to cut you off. But I feel strongly about that because the selfie thing is is it's so tired. And there was a way it could have been funny if he was just like taking pictures of like his victims. Like after he that would be kind of cool. It's like, yeah, I got. Like this is my like you know photo reel of people I beat. Or but if, just like the, he had the the phone like hidden in certain places during the match, and like he yeah, threw somebody into the wall, but it was like the phone was like in between the things in the wall, and then he pulled it out, took a selfie. It's like, wait, how did that nigga know it's going to be over there? Exactly, like, something like that. Like yeah. yeah, but the duck face is just it's not cool, nor is it like that annoying. It's just like you look stupid. Yeah. Also, his, you know what his other problem is? It's 2022, and he's like a presented presented as to me it looks like straight white guy it's like 
you can't just like just be that like and he's like a frat star he's like basically a frat yeah it's like exactly like he's a more annoying he's a more annoying less stylish grayson waller and like i I, I love grayson waller i'm starting to dislike theory because the thing about grayson waller is is like like you could like grayson waller uh, like annoys people in certain ways or whatever but like there's something about Grayson Waller where it's like I would hang out with Grayson Waller the character because it would be what interesting it, what it like, is it would is be that funny Grayson Waller like Grayson Waller can talk like I'm better than you and you're like oh Grayson Waller is kind of cool so like I kind of believe it whereas Austin Theory is like I'm better than you like no you're not cooler than me but you have this weird fucking yeah. mustache stupid fucking selfie thing like Grayson Waller is funny like he is like the stuff he says is like funny so it's like you at some point you have to like respect like at least he could talk his shit whereas Austin Theory is like mm-hmm. yeah you're just again he's like a frat boy you're just big and strong but like I don't I'm not intimidated by that <laughs> like you're not you know what I was watching when I was watching Cena last night and I was watching him as people were talking to him, first thing I was like, yo, this nigga like really is like one of those ones who like care about the business and like uh, helping people get over and stuff. Cause first of all, I don't think I've ever seen somebody of his level come back and like have that many backstage spots and not, not only have like that, that many. Yeah. yeah. And not only have that many backspace spots with new niggas or whatever, but literally have his whole shtick be that he's just going to let that person talk or whatever. Like, basically, yeah. he was just letting people talk. And I was like, oh, that was pretty cool. But, like, one thing I noticed about that, when I was just like, oh, John really, like, took it to another level when he, like, relaxed and, like, injected more yeah. of himself yeah. while being entertaining. And when I was watching Theory just last night, I was like, oh, that's what it is. Cause someone, um, I think someone was describing, I think I saw someone describe him as like kind of like a tryhard. And I was like, yeah. yeah. And exactly. if I'm the boss, if I'm the boss, to be perfectly honest, I'd rather see somebody giving like the extra 100%. effort. Cause I'm like, at least this nigga trying. Like, if it 100%. don't work, then fuck it. Like, I know that I can give him something else and he'll try because he he tries hard. That's what I want to see. But at the same time, it's like, if this if this person is actually going to shine, what needs to happen is the same thing that happened to Becky. It's the same shit um, that Bianca picked up on very early or whatever. Like Tez is like you see Tez tapping into it and like really getting into it every week and every week. Like he's less of like he has his moments where he's like ah whatever, but like he it's more like mastery and like kind of cool and calm. And yeah. even Dawkins is doing that shit. Can change speeds that. more. It's not just one exactly. Game. It's like he can move yeah. it. Yeah, you know it's about also- it's about having a convert like making it feel conversational and shit like that and just getting there. If he can get there, then he's fine. But the problem is he's not there yet. And like his in-ring work is like like it helps that he's a heel because he has to fight like a heel, which means that you don't have to do a lot of cool moves or whatever. But um, it's just like it's just you you look at it and it's just like, hey, like you gotta steer this shit the right way the whole way or this can go off the rails but yeah what were you gonna say yeah. i was gonna say like what you said i think that's really it he i'll let you finish while i'm sorry we I mean, cut you off too but the whole thing he's trying too hard where it's like not just like when you're talking but it's like the thing that i thought was so interesting about his interaction with cena was like the moment it felt like he was basically being like i'm gonna unseat you seeing like i'm the new guy who's actually here working every day that was the most interesting he's ever been when he was like a little bit of like that legend killer like no i'm here doing it i'm here do i'm not trying to do this stuff i'm the one here actually doing it then he became interesting but it's when he comes out and it's like 
I, I, man, what do you want me to do? It's like, now you're just like, again, you're trying. Like, if he just acted like I am important, I'm here to take down the legends, like that vein, he was, because he has that look of like the cocky guy. He was also like, maybe I don't know how tall John Cena is, but like he was, I He was taller, bro. (laughs) I looked at it, I was like, yo, this nigga bigger than Cena. Holy shit. It's also, okay, I see it. Like, yeah, you go take down Cena. That, and that, 20 seconds like now it's believable but as soon as he got back to the phone and back i was like and eh, now it's annoying again but i think if he said throttle back and just talk about no like i actually am here to compete with you john cena he was infinitely more interested i, I definitely enjoyed his uh his shorts joke too like it's 2022 yes that exactly was, that, was good. that was good but yeah and I think that was more of him just being him. Like if you if you listen, I was listening to him when he was coming back at John. And the first thing that I, I picked up well I picked up on was this kid's going off script. Like he, he was, was kind like, of rapping, he was just bro. Talking. It was like melodic. Yeah. yeah, that's what it was. And and that's why when you when we talk about like we talked about earlier, just like having a different cadence of being able to go loud when you need to, but also be calm when you need to, and then fluctuate in between that. That's what it's about. It's like having all these different like half of your job like your your job is to sell so like when you're talking you have to sell with your words and your face and your body movements and all that stuff and like the the last thing that a nigga, a nigga want is a pushy salesman yeah. <laughs> like so don't yeah. be pushy <laughs> it's funny my girl she been talking about wrestling um and she was like yeah wrestling is just like strong actors and i was like you get it you get it yeah. you finally you finally understand it that's like that that's what is yes they're strong but they have to be actors like they have to do yeah. both yeah. like yeah, that's all it is strong actors there's a like, there's a reason so why when i look at a certain wrestlers and they say like i'm gonna go to hollywood like if i look yeah. at certain wrestlers i'm like well i don't have a like with miz i'm whatever i'm like yo miz you could whatever acting you want to do yeah. you could actually do that like that was I've her point you, yeah. yeah, she's like, I get why John Cena is a good actor now because he had to do it every day wrestling. I'm like, you're you understand it? Like, like it was like so, such and, a breakthrough on her part. <laughs> and so you proud. had to act while also being the fucking stunt man. And like, yep. not only that, you have to do multiple. Here's what you have to do: you have to you have to do comedy and drama acting improv. Yes, and then you have to do comedy improv. Like you have to do improv, but it's also like fighting. Like gymnastics and then just throw in gymnastics cardio like, on top of that it, like yeah. yeah it takes a lot of shit to do this shit so like that's why yeah. like for one i respect if you get in that ring i respect you my nigga like because yeah. hats off i'm Every my fat person. ass probably not going to do it like and i'm not even that big <laughs> <laughs> i just feel like i let myself go i'm just i just i mm, you tell me to take my shirt off i'm like oh i still feel weird about it in pool, front of thousands know. of people yeah come on no man. way and then man. not only that <laughs> for about like what for at least like let's call it like eight minutes you have to like not fuck up while you're like trying to throw around and be thrown around by another person heaven forbid going on heaven forbid you drop somebody like this person's life is in your hands bro Bro. and i'm about to throw you off of this steel cage and hope you hit this table bro crazy i hats off like you said to anyone who even considers it bro you got that's you better than me uh, how, how about y'all? What do y'all, y'all pre rights for the week? Oh man, uh, you know I had to, uh, you know I had to do it to him. You know I had to do it to him. So I had to take it there. Um, I am a very extreme thinker. You know that's how I get by in life. I have great fucking ideas. Um, some of them are too crazy, and some of them are just crazy enough. And um, I think 
these two ideas fit in that same uh, category of just crazy enough. Uh, my, I titled my section Faction Fago. Um, I was inspired by all the young rappers who like to do lean and that everything has Fago in the name now. There's even a rapper called So Fago, to my knowledge. Is, is that right, kids? Let me know. Um, no, I, I do know that. Yeah, he has great songs. I like that kid. Um, but yeah, no, I'm calling this Faction Fago because um, I'm trying to overdose on that lean. Um, I'm talking about that faction. They got activists, they got that walk, but you ain't never heard of that faction before. Um, we already got the Judgment Day. Um, you know, we got our factions here and there, especially like when you look at NXT. But I just want to like OD with it. Um, and I just want like certain people to have factions. Like I want AJ Styles to have a faction. Like I loved when he had um uh what's uh why are their names escaping me? Um, the good brothers. Oh, yeah, the good brothers. The good brothers, yeah. Yeah, Anderson and Gallows. I love when he had them. Like when he was walking around with them, like you it felt very natural, even with just Omas, like it feels very natural. Um, like he's just like part of a group kind of thing. Look how Finn is talking now. Like, just look at like how he's talking, bro. He was talking crazy to Ray Mysterio. Yeah, <laughs> like, I, 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 loved it. I loved it. Called him, called him a bad dad in front of his son. Bro. Son, <laughs> why would you? And then had had Damien speaking Spanish to him, bro. Why are y'all so disrespectful? That nigga said, "Whoa, tranquilo." <laughs> I said, "Bro, chill, bro." Bro, was so, out of like, line for that dog. This is what I'm saying. More. Factions, let's just fucking do it. Why not? People are hurt when we don't expect them to be hurt or whatever. And you're trying to figure out how do we put this one person with that one person? You don't. What you do is you have gangs, and gangs just naturally get into it with each other because it's just uh whenever you have gangs, it's always uh excuse my French, it's always a dick swing contest or whatever. It's always now we the ones or whatever. You you already got the bloodline, you got uh judgment day, a couple other factions out there that are yeah, they're okay, whatever. And then you got your tag teams and whatnot. But like, even put your tag teams in factions. You know how funny it would be to have two men's uh, teams in a, a faction together of four guys, but it's two tag teams. And then like the at some point, like they start clowning each other because like the one like be losing matches and the other one be winning matches or like it would just be crazy, or whatever. Like there's so so many ways you can go. But I just want to see shit get crazy. I feel like we're going to that point or whatever. Um, the other programs are not a threat so it's not like you have to like really stay on point so like just try some crazy shit and then the other side of what i want to talk about is like since we like to go full throttle with shit and go extreme i want uh bobby lashley to go like full fucking like hulk hogan like to where his matches just turn into a thing where it's just like oh i'm pumping up brother <laughs> like and then like the because i watched like watching him uh with theory like uh and because theory hate uh is hated so much it did really help him but he's also really fucking loved uh right now in a way that i have never seen in my life yeah. um so like capitalize on that shit and just turn this motherfucker into the hope y'all already have him winning handicap matches on the regular just start doing more crazy shit. Like what you're doing right now is crazy. Have him keep doing more crazy, like just shit, pose offs, all that type of shit. Had this motherfucker come in and just like, like, you know, do the thing where they have to put the stones up on the shit or whatever. And then he go beat a nigga ass later or something like that. Just full. I want more Bobby Lashley, put more Bobby Lashley in the product. I don't know how you, know, you do it. Do it. There, there was a time. When those of us on, you know, Bobby Boulevard, you know, a lot of the houses were empty. 
You know, there weren't <laughs> people moving in everywhere. It wasn't the most jumping neighborhood, I'll admit. But it's beautiful to see my man Bobby. It's just nice to see, like, Bobby Lashley figured it out, man. God. It was a time where I was like, hey, man, maybe ECW is all you get. Maybe that's what you need. I don't know, bro. But I'm just, it's just nice to see him. We were talking about before, like, guys who, just people who come back and just, like, get their flowers. Like, yeah, Bobby Lashley was always kind of cool. And, yeah, he was fucking corny. The sister thing was weird. We don't really talk about it. But, like, there was a certain point where, like, yeah, he was Black Rock. And, like, he could have, if maybe we could have gotten out of our own way and WWE would freak some shit you see how it could have gotten there. And, like, it's just nice to see him now be not obviously at Broxo, but just be respected as like, yeah, Bobby Lashley is a main eventer, WWE champion. Like, yeah, good for Bobby, bro. I'm just, I'm just happy for bro. Bring back that finisher that was like the reverse attitude adjustment. You need yeah, to bring that, that back yeah, because dominant. that was a cool was finisher. Crazy. The dominant, that was cool. Yeah, was but like, other than that, I'm glad you got rid of that stalling suplex, <clears throat> god-awful finisher. Might need to drop the spear, but you know, you can keep it if you like it. And he got rid but of I'm the, just ha- the headband, too. The headband. Oh my god, he did have the headband. <laughs> That's it happened for Bobby. That's really where he leveled up. I think two two things I would like to see for Bobby. Um, or this one is kind of a fantasy thing. I think in in what CC was saying about like you know turning him Hulk Hogan ish, although Hulk is gross, but I I I see the vision. They should do, I think they did this with Big E and Andre the Giant in the past. Do the five count when 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 he pins someone. Have have the ref have to count to five. And that's is, hard. Is somebody, they, 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 they yes. do that. I think that would that would be, be cool. That would be cool. Secondly, I, I think he should go to SmackDown in the next draft because I, I, I need to see Bobby versus Gunther. That's what I need to see. I, I need to see Bobby, big meaty man versus Wait. Gunther. <laughs> you, you, you talking about work rate, bro? Come on, man. <laughs> the Come chop on. on Bobby's pecs. Might might shatter the walls of that stadium, dog. Yeah. They might be that shit outside, bro. Like yeah. it shit might not be safe. Like ring's not strong enough for that, bro. That's that's two men, bro. That's two adults wrestling, bro. Two Olympic sized niggas, bro. And that's the that's the that's the other thing, real quick. I just want to say, like Bobby, um, Bobby is uh uh his in ring work has uh, become crazier. Like he tells a story with the wrestling a lot better. Sells so like great. yeah, he's made it for sure. For sure. Yeah, it's like I I just feel like. There's really no one else for him on Raw at this point. SmackDown needs people. We, we say this on every show on the A Show Network and just in general. SmackDown needs people. I Bob, feel like Bobby hasn't been on SmackDown since his first run. Like he's that's what about to say. I feel like he's been on, been on Raw the whole time. time. I, don't right. even, I don't even think he's going to visit SmackDown at any point. Like not during, even like, Survivor Series. I was about to say during Survivor Series buildups, Thunderdome, nothing. nothing. Like, he's been on Raw the entire time. Send that yeah. nigga to SmackDown. That'd that be cool. Especially if it's a get... family deal. What do you mean? Ooh. Like, maybe he's like, dude, I'll do Mondays, but like, give me, like, give me, like, give me Mondays to that be on be TV it. and stuff like that. But like, the other time, like, I'm going to, you know. I just feel like the NFL loves football niggas and army niggas and Bobby is both and a wrestler so like he would be on Fox they put him all over the like that yeah, coverage bro. like him sitting next to like Michael Strahan is nothing bro like they they both two massive people like I just I just think on Fox he could also get more mainstream shine is like look at this black Greek god we also have next to our Samoan Greek god and our black female goddess <laughs> like we just like I feel like the W just really get crazy with it and it's also because like 
Roman is showing up on TV less. I don't know the next time he's going to be on Raw. So if we're going to get to Roman Bobby, Bobby got to go to SmackDown unless they're going to have Roman pop up on Raw at some point. So I, you know, or maybe it comes to when they finally split the titles and it, one ends up on Raw, Bobby can challenge whoever that person is. But I, I just think that would be a fresh look for him. And I definitely think that that five count thing would just be, it would just be really cool. Like it's, it, it, it's just perfect for someone like him. Granted he's, he's, he wins most of his matches with the hurt lock now. Like, He's, he's kind of like yeah. got, got a mixed bag of pinfalls and submissions, but I think like for his match with Theory coming up, that money in the bank, if he were to win, or I think even Theory like being like, hey, Vince McMahon, I talked to Vince McMahon about this match, and you've got certain yep. rules. That's you, have, you have to pin me for five seconds, but I, I can win with the three seconds, something like that, and then Bobby does 100%. That, it, would, yep. it. It would be great. It would be fantastic. Uh, Jerry, be how, how about you? What's your pre uh, that was a good segue into my puree. It's um, not too particular on an individual, but just a situation. Um, as someone who grew up as their favorite, well, it still is, I guess. My favorite wrestling storyline is the Alliance versus WWE. WWE, I love that storyline. It's my favorite. Um, I love an undisputed, I love a unified belt. I love some guy walking around with two belts of the same ilk for no real reason. But they made a mistake this time. I'm man enough to admit that. You need to break them back up, bro. The tag belts especially. It's too much. It's too much to have only one tag team be champions. Like, you have too many actual, like, tag teams. Like, it's the opposite problem of the women where it's like, you have too many actual tag teams to have only one tag team match. Like, now it just feels like the Viking Raiders are coming back. It's like, but to do what? Like, if there's some, if they're like, are they going to be the number one contender immediately? And, like, the Roman thing... I think you can get away with it because Roman has hit that level, but it's just like, it's a lot of Jimmy and Jay and no Roman on both shows where it's like, that's not really what we all signed up for. Like we signed up for the tribal chief, not the Usos. And I love it's, the it, Usos, it's but it's like, kinda like, it's kind of like if you went to a destiny child show and Beyonce wasn't there. Yeah. And it's like, I love Kelly and Michelle too. But I don't necessarily want to hear dilemma 20 times. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Like you don't have to play that every show. Yeah. Um, and so I just think hopefully I, the Roman one will be trickier because hope I think you have to go. The money in the bank is only specifically to cash in. I feel like that's the only way to break them up and keep him strong. I don't really know what they're doing with the tag belts. Like, I don't know how you just say I only want one of them unless the Usos get hurt. Like or it could be real or fake hurt, and they have to relinquish both when you split them up. But it just seems like you've gotten into this mess with no real way of getting back out of it. And also. It looks cooler when the belts are just two different belts, not necessarily two different colors of the same belt. That doesn't also look as cool. Like the red and blue belts just don't look as cool together. It's like I'm sure the kids love it and the toys go crazy, but like as a, for me, it's like it was cooler when it was like the World Heavyweight Championship and the WWE Championship because they're so different. It just yeah. looks like you just won two separate things. Whereas this just looks like you went to like a, like a, a Star Wars convention and they were just giving out Sith, you know, Jedi belts and you, you got both. Like it doesn't, it just don't hit the same. I 100 agree. I, I I I would definitely be less harsh on this undisputed direction if it was like a cooler belt situation. It's it's just like yeah. it's annoying. It's annoying. Yeah, it's just annoying. <laughs> it's just like you, and it's just, again, it's like it's like it sounds bad, but like if it were Seth Rollins and I just got more Seth Rollins every week, I'd be into it. But it's like how there's only so many tag matches that Street Profits and Jimmy and Jay can have, bro. Like it's only so many, dog. Like. Yeah, I like the singles matches too, but it, it, tag teams are kind of confined in that way where, like, 
if Roman was on both shows, he could wrestle two different people on both shows. It could get cool, but like they're just not gonna do that with two tag teams. That would just be exhausting. I feel like. 100%. Let's jump into these free rights real quick. Very um, money in the bank related, but also Roman Reigns related. So I'll throw this one at you, CC. Who wins the women's money in the bank ladder match now? The card is set. Raquel Rodriguez, Becky Lynch, Alexa Bliss, Asuka, Lacey Evans, Shotzi, Liv Morgan. Who wins the money in the bank briefcase? Fucking Lacey Evans. Don't say that. Why would <laughs> no. you say that? Why would I just you... wanted to? I just wanted to see how. <laughs> Why would you say that? Natty already wrestling that night, bro. Why would you say that? Oh, bro? damn, bro. Damn. You said I gotta watch Natty and Lacey Evans. Jeez. Well, in this social, in this political climate, I just can't. I can't do that. It, it somehow it, it would not shock me if Lacey ended up doing it. It, it wouldn't shock me. So that's true. Yeah, it wouldn't be shocking, especially so, on around July fourth. It would not be shocking. <laughs> Because but people are so heavy on the live should win. Live is gonna win. I don't see it. No, there's not. I don't, I don't, I, I don't see it. Honestly, what I think could potentially happen is they bring back Bailey as like a tweener. She beats up Liv before the match and then takes Liv's spot. That would be perfect. I'd be into that. I would love Bailey actually getting a run with the briefcase as opposed to when she cashed it in the same night in 2019. Oh, that would oh my be God! A really cool way to promos break. with the case. She could style it Dude. up to her fits. Yeah, yeah that would be. She'd right. be good with it. That right. that this would level be of like Bailey. Scenario. This level of Bailey with the fucking briefcase, my nigga. The, yeah. the Bailey in the bank. Bailey in the bank. That's hard. Every Friday. That's, That's hard. hard. That's hard as hell. Yeah. I need or it. or I can look and see Becky Lynch winning it too. I'm not gonna find. That's who I think will win it. I think it'll be the power couple gets it. Which is like, like. It, it would be cool. I feel like it's a safe choice, mm-hmm. but, but it would be cool, and it would be, be a cool way to set up the rematch with Bianca if she were to cash in. Um, let's say after. Oh, I the, think they going. I think they going the other way, bro. I think she gets it, and that's how they separate them. Mm-hmm. She go. She go to SmackDown, and she. I don't know if it's gonna be Ronda. The heater match is Charlotte, but I don't know if they're ready to tap on that till till WrestleMania. But I yeah, think that's, that's how they. I think that, that's how that, they That's my them. thing. It's like, I, I feel yeah. like they want Becky Ronda one-on-one at, at Mania. And so, I yeah. mean, you, you could do it early and then separate them and then run, and it, run back it back. Yeah, that's true. To where one of them wins the Rumble or one of them wins an Elimination Chamber and they see each other again. Um, yeah, yeah. But, yeah, I, I feel like there's a good chance Becky ends up winning as well. So, I just feel like also with Liv Morgan, her moment will come on some Jeff Hardy shit. Where it's not gonna be when niggas expect it. Like I feel like her moment will come on some like Liv Morgan has randomly won the Royal Rumble and niggas did not see it coming. Like it won't be the like yeah, this is the moment I feel like because I feel like her pop is gonna be like I'm not the biggest Liv Morgan guy, but people are ready to die for her, and so it's like they're gonna want to maximize that. And also like Liv Morgan versus Bianca don't feel realistic. Because nope. there's no unless Liv turns heel, there's no way I see babyface Liv taking out Bianca Belair clean. I just the way they built both of them, I that would not make sense. Also, yeah. But if you're a Liv Morgan fan, the good news is that you know they're building her up to go do something because oh, yeah. they just yeah. they didn't have her pin Alexa on accident. That's the Daniel Bryan. You got to eat yeah. L's until you get to the big W, but you got to eat hella L's, bro. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I think the whole Becky program for Liv is a really good 
um, test for her. It definitely pushed her to a new level. And she's, she's improved since then on the mic. Her, sure, her, her, sure. her in-ring is, is getting better. So, yeah. Cool I, finisher. I, I think with her, it's a slow build. It's just a matter of, of the pecking order right now. It's Bianca. It's Becky. It's Ronda. Unfortunately, it's Natty right now. Challenging Charlotte going to be back. That honeymoon yeah. going in, bro. She's not pregnant, bro. That honeymoon going in. So okay. She'll be back. Yeah. Um, as far as who I actually think is going to win, I'm actually saying Raquel. Uh, uh, is it Raquel Gonzalez? Is it Raquel, Raquel Gonzalez Rodriguez now. I think it's Rodriguez, Rodriguez now. Yeah. She smiles I, too much. She need to go back to being a heel. It's the baby yeah, face. Yeah, what is that it's, about? It feels weird. Yeah. It feels, yeah, it's it feels too weird. Much, it's too much when you're like this like powerhouse person. Like you, you, you don't see powerhouses smiling like that. Like, yeah, Mark Henry was a baby face and like he kind of did fun stuff. But it, it's, it's just like, like I, I feel like they're in the back telling her like make sure you smile, make sure you smile, make sure you smile. She's yeah, just like, that's what it feels like. It's, like, right? it's, it's, it's creepy. It's creepy, honestly. Yeah, her finisher is also just not. It's, it's not too good. powerful, and it's like you, you should. She should have just committed to the straight power bomb. That'd have been hard. Yeah, but it's like also not a. It's not a baby face finisher. It's like. You can't smile through that power Chicana bomb, baby. <laughs> like put some mustard on it. You're trying to make it too sweet. Um, who wins the men's money in the bank now that Cody is hurt? See, this one will be for you. So the card right now is Drew McIntyre, Sheamus, Riddle, Sami Zayn, Omos, Seth Rollins. And there's one more spot that will be decided this upcoming Friday. Now, part of me believes it'll either go to a member of the New Day or Ricochet will finally get his comeuppance. Not on Gunther, on he'll face, um, what's the dude's name now? Um, on, uh. L- L- Ludwig Kaiser. Ludwig. Oh, yeah. oh uh, yeah. not not Eichner, but the other one. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I feel like they have Ricochet face Ludwig in a match, and Ludwig beats him, so at least he gets some W going into Money in the Bank. To be believable enough. Also, because they don't really have high flyers in this match, they got three. Well, good point. Yeah. In Drew Sheamus and Omos, they got Riddle, Sami Zayn, and Rollins, who are hybrids, but the, the, they don't have that guy who's going to do the death defying types. Right. Ricochet was in, was in the last chance. Battle Royale this past Monday, and like you saw when he jumped on that ladder, like that was cool. It was like, yo, put, put just put Ricochet in the match, man. Like, come on, just put him in the match. Yeah, bro, have him do the cool flip, like nine twenty or whatever it is, and call it a day. Let's that's not overthink these people. That's a great yeah. point. But CC, great who point. do you who do you feel will win the men's money in the bank? I feel like this can go a couple different directions. Honestly, this is probably like the hardest one to determine because I can see a reason why like like four of these people would get it um i i i feel like riddle is too obvious like to me he's too obvious i feel like seth is also too obvious but those are also two people who could like just actually win it um Sami Zayn would be funny but how long would that play out and how much would you get out of that you know like when you do money in the bank the ideas for whatever that main story, the, the two main stories to come out of those, the women and the men's is to like, in my mind um, is to take that as far as possible or just make it hit as best as it can. And usually that involves putting some time into it. So I can't see Sammy taking it. Um, and then I look at who's left and I'm like, well, they're not going to give it to Omas. Um, I just can't see that happening. There's no um, need to explain it. We all know here. What, Omos, yeah. There is no need for Omos to win the money in the bank. He's, that's yeah, like when he's, he's in got, there. He's in there to hurt, he's to hurt someone. Yeah, yeah he's, he's in there to take someone out. Probably he'll have yeah. another feud. He'll have another feud off of this, probably. But no. And then 
And then I think about Seamus and I'm like, well, he could always be a person that you could just like put back into that spot as long as he has the right feud with somebody. And hopefully that feud is with the person who already has it or is about to get it or something like that. But the thing is, is he's been with um, Ridge and Butch or whatever. So it's just like, you know, they're going to keep that going. So that's not going to happen. And then it comes down to that other guy. And you're like, huh, is this the time? They do have shows overseas, fucking castles and whatnot. Interesting. So then I think about this, and then I also think about if you can like draw it out for a long period of time, how you would draw it out, why you would draw it out, and the different benefits you get from that. The first thing is like Drew with it looks threatening for a long time, and he can be in the main event picture for a very long time, which he you know, it's about time to cycle him back into that to whether or not he successfully catches it in or what, whatever happens with that, he'll just be in the main event spotlight again instead of like coming like the, the top of the mid card. Um, so that would be helpful. But if you could also draw this out with Drew having it for a long time, then you extend Roman's reign um, for a longer period of time. So he spends even more days as um, double champ um, if he's to lose one of them or both of them or whatever. But but yeah, um, when I think about that, um, I'm like, yeah, it's gonna be Drew. Like, it's gonna be Drew's take. Who takes it? That's, with that's Drew, with Drew as the the case holder, I can see it going two different ways. I feel like they want to advertise ahead of time. It's Drew versus Roman at Clash yep. Castle. So Drew, having called his shot already, when he wins the Money in the Bank, the very next SmackDown, he's gonna say, "I'm cashing in my opportunity at Clash in the Castle." for Roman. Now, Roman still has the Brock last minute standing match at SummerSlam. So, things can get really interesting, but, like, there's also a scenario where, like, Roman and Brock main event clash in the castle again, or it's Roman and someone else, and then Drew cashes in and, you know, lives up to his word. Um, So, I I think that whatever direction it goes there, that could be um, really interesting. And I I have this vision in my mind. I don't know if you guys remember the move Rob Van Dam used to do, where he would toss the chair at someone, and then kick, it, and the kick it, yeah. Imagine Drew does that with the briefcase to Roman, tosses the briefcase at him. Roman catches that would be it. impressive. And then Drew Claymore and he claymores him. Wow, need that visionary. You know what? I also, just imagine what if like Drew kept it. Uh, wait, when's Clash at the Castle again? Since September, uh, September yeah. the third, I think. Perfect, perfect. Because what if like when Brock like beats Roman or whatever. Like it's in the contract, like Paul Heyman makes sure that because he's always going to protect Roman. Right. So he like slips it into the contract to somehow that even if Brock wins, he can only take one of the titles or whatever. And we all know he's going to get we're going to you know, it's going to be the uh, the raw title or whatever. Um, And then uh, Roman keeps that or, you know, maybe they could switch. That would be interesting to see how that plays out. That would just be chaotic as shit. But I don't know how that would go. But um, but like, let's just say like. yeah, somehow Brock like only gets like one of the championships off him. If you have Drew <laughs> with that suitcase and Drew being who he is or whatever, I can see Drew being like, you two hoes, meet me at WrestleMania. I want both of your championships. <laughs> that's so funny. I'll think that. I, I think I have a similar logic, but I think it's I think that's why I think it's going to be set is I think because Ooh. they have Castle Clash, they're not going to give Drew the briefcase because they already basically have a built-in thing where he could become the champion and that also because like clash clash is so far away it's like 
two months from now, they're going to have to do something in the meantime. Like they have the Brock matches. That's someone said, that's the end of this month. They still have like all of August to get through. And so I feel like having the dual threat is a better way to prolong that story of you can have like a regular contender. You could have the money in the bank winner and you can have Drew. And I think that I think will be, uh, it's more fruitful. I think if you give Drew the briefcase, like you said, you kind of squander an opportunity to like separate the belts. Cause I feel like that just in just logistically speaking, I feel like that has to be part of the money in the bank because that's the only like way without making Roman look like a bitch to be like, you have to give up just one, but not both. Cause if someone beats Roman, why would they not get both? Like you have to like have some way to explain that. And so I feel like money in the bank is the easiest way to do that. Cause if it's like he gets the t- at castle clash, he faces drew for just the WWE one after all he lost just the WWE one to Brock. It's like, well, why'd you like have him lose one and then wait two months and then have him lose the other one? Like, why not like, you know, draw it out, I guess. So that's what I think, but we shall see. I think I think the list of people is that short, though. It's Drew or it's Seth. I think anyone else is like, Riddle is cute, but like, I think Riddle can get a rematch without it. I think Seth is like a funnier story with the belt. And again, I think there's the whole power couple thing. I think back to 22. So I think they're both getting the belts and that's going to be part of the thing is that they're like lording over it. Because I guess because Roman's gone, the basically closest thing you have to the champion is the people with the briefcase because they're close to the championship. So you have them kind of run both shows. And I think because they can show up on both shows, mess with both people. And I think that's that drive your summer, especially since, again, some people hurt. And it's just also, you know, I think about Roman's reign over these last almost two years now. And one of the most interesting times for me was when John Cena, Finn Balor, and Brock were all gunning for him at the same time. Yep. When, yep. when Roman has to worry about multiple people, yep. that's when his title reign was the most interesting. Same with when it was Edge and Daniel Bryan both trying to get at him. Like, the, those are just the most interesting times. So give us Brock, yep. give us Seth, give us Drew, all making their championship aspirations clear. We saw Bobby motion, you know, that he wanted the belt at the last pay-per-view. Like, just give, give, give us that scenario and fuck it. They probably wouldn't do this, but give, give, give us a five, a, a fatal five-way with all of them. Brock, Roman, crazy. Drew, Seth, Bobby. Just do it. Do it. Turn this shit up! And make it, <laughs> make it an elimination match, too. Nigga, I'm going to see that. I'm going to see that live. Give it to me. Put it in the chamber, man. Put it in the elimination. I was going to say chamber, bro. Put it in the chamber elimination. Do it, man. You know I love a gimmick. I wait, love who did? Gimmick. Wait, who did you name? Who? What was the five that we named? Roman, Drew, Seth, Brock, Bobby. And then throw Edge in that bitch. It'd be Edge or Cody. Be the last one. Yeah, Edge yeah, Edge or Cody. Oh my God, yes. Or Randy. <laughs> Holy shit! And you have the greatest match of all time. Basically, wow. at that point, you have at that point you have the greatest match of all time. So that's not gonna happen. But like that would be a crazy, a crazy. That would be just the show. I want the show to just be that one match. Like yeah, just give me an hour a, of yeah. that. <laughs> Let's jump into our rewrite. So let us hashtag read the resume. Now this this wrestler here has performed all over the world in multiple different promotions. So for the WWE, he's a former United States champion, five-time Raw Tag Team champion, two-time SmackDown Tag Team champion, the inaugural Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royale winner in 2014, 2015 Slammy Award winner for the best John Cena U.S. title open challenge. John Cena got had his own category for the Slammys. There's none like it. Go. Um, and Slammy Award winner for Tag Team of the Year in 2018. The Wrestling Observer Newsletter named this wrestler the most underrated for 2013 to 2016 and Tag Team of the Year in 2010 with Chris Harrow. 
Pro Wrestling Illustrated ranked this person number 13 on the top 500 singles wrestlers in 2014. And for his time in Ring of Honor, he is a ROH World Tag Team Champion two times, Race to the Top Tournament winner in 2007, and a Tag Wars Tournament winner in 2010. Also spent time in Chikara, Cleveland All-Pro Wrestling, Combat Zone Wrestling, German Stampede Wrestling, Juggalo Championship Wrestling, Independent Wrestling Association Switzerland, International Pro Wrestling United Kingdom, Pro Wrestling Guerrilla, Pro Wrestling Noah, Revolution Pro Wrestling, Swiss Swiss Wrestling Federation, Westside Extreme Wrestling. This person is popularly known as Claudio Castagnoli and Antonio Cesaro, but us WWE fans who know who knew him more recently knew him as Cesaro. Now, this man saw many eras of his career aligning with Paul Heyman, tagging with Tyson Kidd, forming the bar with Sheamus, and the artist collective with Sami Zayn and Shinsuke Nakamura. In 2021, there was that big story about him re-signing with the WWE. And uh, upon doing that, he earned a solo match against Seth Rollins at WrestleMania 37 that he won. And then he challenged Roman Reigns for the Universal title at WrestleMania Backlash. Uh, I recall our um, WrestleMania prediction show um, uh, for the A-Show in 2021, where um, we, were, we were talking about Cesaro. Me and Dion were like, hey, man, it's Cesaro's time, man. It seems mm. open. And Channing was like, yo, y'all not tired of this? Like, come on. You're <laughs> doing this to yourselves and doing <laughs> We always say hurt? We always say it's Cesaro's time, and then and then it's never Cesaro's time. And as expected, after he challenged Roman for the title, he was defeated by Seth Rollins at Hell in a Cell, and he honestly did not do much afterwards. We last saw him working with Ricochet to fend off Sheamus, Rich Holland, and Butch before he left the WWE. And this is a timely rewrite for us because Claudio recently debuted at AEW and New Japan's Forbidden Door pay per view, replacing the injured Brian Danielson and joining the Blackpool Combat Club and defeating Zack Sabre Jr. Now, we are going to rewrite Cesaro's 2021 and beyond upon uh, leaving the WWE. So really that moment after he loses to Seth Rollins at Hell in a Cell, what is Cesaro doing next beyond that? Let's have, uh, let's have a chance. So I had to take it back a little further than that. I want to really give y'all something. Like, you know, this is the Cesaro is a product of the mid card. He is one of us. So I had to give special care to you know my one of my sons. Although it's, it is one of it's a classic tale of Icarus where y'all baked his head up too much and he got too close to the sun. So just be warned. Um, okay, so we'll start at WrestleMania Backlash 2021. He loses to Roman Reigns, but it is a valiant showing, uh, as most of you know. Um, Cesaro is one of those people where. He loses, like, I'm going to say most of his big singles matches, at least. But, like, fans still love him. Um, so, uh, afterwards on SmackDown, again, this is still during the Thunderdome era. So, you got to think about that. It's going on, too. So, Wilder stuff was happening. Like, it was just a different WWE. Um, so, Apollo Crews comes out on SmackDown and is bragging about being the uh, best, you know, wrestler in the company. He is African royalty. He's still in his Nigerian prince phase. Um, he's also current deal, uh, Intercontinental Champion. Um, at this point, Cesaro comes out and challenges him. He says, I'm the best wrestler pound for pound. Um, you can ask anybody in the backstage. And Apollo says, you will first have to complete the trials of Apollo to challenge mm -hmm. me. Uh, the first trial is to have a, a singles match with Commander Aziz, which Cesaro wins, including a giant swing, which really props the crowd. Uh, the next match is a tag match where Cesaro has to pick his opponent. He picks Big E who is um, at the time, or had just, I guess, feuded with um, 
Apollo for the IC title. Um, and he has him win that match as well. So at uh, Hell in a Cell, Apollo versus Cesaro for the Intercontinental Championship. Cesaro wins. Um, at Money in the Bank, so this is the next pay-per-view. Apollo comes out. He says, it's not fair. You still have not completed the last trial of Apollo. Therefore, the rematch will be a handicap match. Cesaro versus Commander Aziz and Apollo Crews, which Cesaro narrowly wins because Apollo Crews tried to pay off Baron Corbin to also assist, but at the time he is broke Corbin. So in true broke Corbin fashion, he fucks up, ends up costing Apollo the match. Cesaro is your intercontinental champion through money in the bank. Our next pay-per-view is SummerSlam, the showcase of the sh- summer. Um, so Cesaro backstage is approached by multiple wrestlers. Hey, what are you doing for SummerSlam? You know, I see title. We love you, guy. Hey, so happy. We'd love to get a shot. Um, Cesaro goes to Paul Heyman, who he had a brief interaction with, as Armand said. He says, wise man, tell me what to do. Again, this is kind of a thing that was going on where, like, I think Apollo did it. Like, people were just going to Roman, going to him. Like, hey, what should I do? Uh, he's Cesaro's like, I'm this new IC champion. You always give me good advice. What should I do? Um, and, and Paul Heyman says, well, what Roman does is he wrecks everyone and he leaps. So maybe you should wreck everyone. And so what sets up a uh, ladder match at SummerSlam with Cesaro. Uh, and there are some qualifying matches. Kane Nakamura <laughs> defeats Robert Roode to earn his shot in the match. His spot in the match. Gable defeats Dominic Mysterio to earn his spot in the match. Angelo Dawkins, in a surprise move, defeats Apollo Crews. Gets his spot in the match. Um, in kind of getting back into the proper timeline of things, King Nakamura does win the match. He would go on to be the IC champion in real life and um, face Damian Priest and Survivor Series. And I do kind of like both of those guys. So I want to keep that the same. But I just feel like, uh, like Armand was saying, I was surprised. I didn't realize he only had the one U.S. title. He only has one singles championship run at all. And so I felt like a nice rewrite was just to, it's crazy he's never been intercontinental champion. Like, if Cesaro doesn't scream European champion, I don't know who does. And so it's just wild he never got an IC title run. But, you know, very decorated tag champion, so I didn't want to go that route. But, yeah, I just feel like he could have a cool little SummerSlam match, nice food Apollo, both guys can work. And, you know, everyone's happy. He gets to, you know, get his title shot, gets his big win, especially that money the bank match. That's another thing. That was the first match back with fans. So I feel like that would be a good thing to pop the crowd too, where it's like, oh, Cesaro gets his big singles title win. Everyone's going crazy. We're back in the stadium. WWE's back. I think that would be cool too. Um, and then, like I said, I love a SummerSlam Intercontinental Ladder match. So I had to throw that in there. Um, so yeah, that is my rewrite for Antonio Cesaro. Um, happy to see you in the Blackpool Combat Club. Love the faction name. Love a group, as CC said. Love a love a gaggle of wrestlers with an old man giving them directions. Um, Although, as, as Renee Pack was saying, BCC looks very similar to BBC. So when you type down the internet, just know people might be reading it wrong. Just Cesaro, look out for that one, bro. Just, just want to you know. You, 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 do, you do love a good multi-man ladder match, Jamie. I do. It's just, it's so pure, like, chaos where it's just like, this wrestler does his cool stuff. Then this wrestler does his cool stuff. And I just, mm-hmm. like, I love the shenanigans of, why'd you lay on that ladder for 30 seconds? Like, you know how long it takes Jeff Hardy to climb these ladders and the person has to lay prone? But the, yeah. the result's always cool. The swat time bought off the ladder always pops. It's also one of those things where, like, I find where it's like, you can show a someone who has never seen wrestling a cool spot from a ladder match, and they'll be like, what was that? Like, show that again. Like, it's, exactly. it's like the purest, like, yeah. attention-grabbing things. Like, why, why are they climbing that big thing? Like, what, what are they doing over there, bro? Yeah. It, just, it just, it, it always looks cool. 
Whereas like some, it's, it's easy to explain to people. And I just, as a kid that always just triggered my brain, like it's more important because they took the title and they put it up there. It, it's harder to get to. Like if you win a regular match, they hand it to you, but you have to go up there and get it. That's harder. Like that just for whatever reason went in my brain. That makes sense. CC, what you got, man? Um, mine is not as elaborate, <laughs> but I just had like this <laughs> this quirky ass, funny ass idea. So in my my I've seen flashes of this in promos and stuff. Cesaro's a really funny guy. He seems like he yeah. got a really great sense of humor or whatever. So I was like, fuck it, like. If you guys are not going to give him his, like, you know, individual champ run and he's always going to be mid-card, let's make this motherfucker, like, cemented mid-card, like, interesting in a way, right? So then I thought about it and I was like, all right, how can you do this? And I was like, all right, so let's change history up real quick. So I think, like, that year he, like, loses to Seth and he doesn't qualify for <coughs> Money in the Bank. Um, yeah. And this is last year. Yeah, 2021. So, like, right off the bat, he beats Seth um and he qualifies for the money in the bank ladder match he actually gets in um then he goes on to win money in the bank and he cashes in on roman the very fucking next night everybody's going crazy they think it's kofi mania part two they're like oh my god cesaro's about to finally get it this nigga loses fucking clean clean as a whistle or whatever like loses clean valiant effort or whatever takes takes a spear though has to sit that ass down that's how it goes whatever but here's here's the good part because he loses clean and he realizes that was like probably his one and only last shot to like win he starts rejecting everything and my guy goes heel or whatever and he starts blaming the fans uh, as reasons why he was losing and then he's like these fans like i've been traveling all around your country or whatever and you cheer for me and you cheer for me, but I never get blah, 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 but I never get this or whatever. And um, and my boss and blah, 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 that. And he just kind of like points out how all this is like happening on this side of the world or whatever. And he doesn't like necessarily say like America or whatever, but he's like pointing out how it's like, you know, he's sick and tired of like Americans and stuff like that. And then like three <laughs> weeks later, you just, you know, lights go off and it's like, or whatever and then like there's like a, a light that's like kind of on like the stage that they have or whatever like with the screen in the back uh toward the entrance and then you see like a dj and like and you can only see him because like there's like a black light on him so like he's like glowing in black light oh he has like the the right colors to glow in the black light kind of like uh naomi or whatever so then he just starts playing like some weird ass like trance music but there's like a good thump to it to where it's like a one two three four whatever right um and then and then that happens um and then um all of a sudden like you just see this guy kind of like walk out like real quick um as if he's like kind of doing like a, a fast like fashion model walk or whatever and he's kind of got like his hood on with like a robe or whatever and then he like does a spin around and he like takes it off or whatever and it's fucking cesaro it's motherfucking cesaro um and on the screen it just says cesaro you're all one or whatever and he comes out and he cuts a whole promo where he talks about how he had to go back to his roots to realize his true potential how all the best things um come from his side of the world or whatever and um, he's glad to introduce to his the people to his new faction, and it's called Euro Euro One 
all together or whatever. And people always make fun of it because it looks so weird because it's all together, um, all one word. But it's called Year One. Uh, um, he's the only person in it to start. <laughs> it's just him and his DJ or whatever. KO calls it Yeroon because that's what it looks like, kind of spelled out or whatever. And every time he comes out for his entrance, he always has that Euro DJ play like this trance music or whatever. It's like super crazy. Um, and basically, like he's trying to start a, a movement to kind of like take over the WWE and like put more like, you know, European um, uh, aesthetic and just like champions and different stuff into it or whatever. So he wants to have people in his faction and but he just has to decide whether or not they're good enough. And because he's such a good wrestler, they have to beat him in order to uh, let him know whether or not he's good. They're good enough to get into his faction. So what happens is every week he has these different people who like have matches in the first couple of weeks. It's a couple of people who are like probably doing 24 seven champion stuff. And they just like need a, they're like, Oh, maybe I just want to try this out to see if I can have a place slash like, Oh, I can beat this guy or whatever. And then it kind of gets ramped up because he's messing with people backstage. And then he has like matches for it or whatever. And then like, he starts like feuding with people. And the stipulation is that if he wins, then they have to join his faction or whatever. <laughs> um, but like, it kind of comes with like this whole contract where you have to do what he has to do. But the thing is, is like, um, nobody ever beats him because he's a heel and and it, he always gets to a point where he it looks like he's about to lose and once he realizes that he does some heel dirty shit and he wins the match whatever because he cares so much more about winning than having people to like actually satisfy his goal so it can like keep going over and over and over and you can do all this different stuff with it but i but yeah that's just like basically it it it, it can end with him like going to w, uh, AEW at the same time that he went or whatever and it can go for that long but i just thought like it'd be cool to have like for months cesaro played like this weird ass character or whatever who like gets into it with all these people he can end up putting on like um some good matches or whatever but i would love to see him go like full heel on in a solo route um that way i'm kind of like on a on a broad on a broader scale especially coming off of um the roman match or whatever and then just like really play into it and really lay into it and like be able to get people over and stuff like that or whatever it would just be really interesting to see him play like a weird ass character so that's my read right <laughs> very interesting we kind of went the similar direction i also turned into heel so um he loses to seth rollins a hell of a cell he qualifies for money in the bank in a last chance battle royal and in the match, if you guys remember, Drew McIntyre is carried away by Jinder Mahal, Veer, and Shanky. Cesaro saves Drew McIntyre. And Jinder gets upset that Cesaro got involved in this business. So he strong arms Adam Pierce to try to get him to move Cesaro over to Raw. Sonya Deville is still leadership. So Sonya Deville is like, yeah, yeah, let's do it. Let's bring Cesaro over. I, I would love to have him. So Cesaro spend, spends the next few weeks on Raw getting jumped by Jinder and his people before Drew returns the week before SummerSlam saves him, and it sets up a two-on-three handicap match for SummerSlam. Drew and Cesaro versus Ginger, Veer, and Shanky. They end up winning that, of course. And then Drew and Cesaro keep tagging together. They kind of realize they got something good here. They start a friendly rivalry with uh, Randy Orton and Riddle, who won the Raw Tag Titles at SummerSlam. They lose, the they lose their match at Extreme Rules for the titles, and they do a, the whole friendly handshake thing at the end, and then Drew and Cesaro turn heel. And they form the new League of Nations. Then at Crown Jewel, the League of Nations defeats Riddle and Randy for the Raw Tag Team titles. Then the next night on Raw, they declared European World Order. 
So they don't just want the Raw Tag Team titles. They want the U.S. and the WWE title as well. So Drew pursues Big E for the WWE title. Cesaro pursues Damian Priest for the United States title. Um, Drew loses to Big E. Um, Cesaro ends up beating Damian Priest. And Drew, in his heeldom, he's like, man, I, I was a two-time WWE champion. I deserve to be a world champion again. Cesaro is here with the U.S. title. Cesaro also turns the U.S. title to the European title for more European world order stuff. And then Drew realizes, like, yo, th this guy's getting a little, like, he's getting a little too cocky. So, so there's tension between them, and that tension ends with them losing the titles on Raw to Riddle and Randy Orton. They lose the titles back to them. And just in Cesaro's frustration, he hits Drew with the uppercut. So then Cesaro and Drew feud over the, uh, the European title. And in Cesaro's send-off, because in my rewrite, he still ends up leaving WWE, they have Drew and Cesaro face off in a no-holds-barred match. Drew beats his ass, like beats his ass badly, like very, very, very badly. They run the whole injury angle. Drew is the European champion, stays on Raw for a little bit, um, ends up losing the title to uh, Finn Balor, who turns it back to the United States title. And uh, Cesaro's gone. So yeah, really just like putting him and <laughs> putting Zoro in a tag team is just like, that's what they do already anyways, but making it a bit more interesting. Like I think the most interesting version of Zoro for me was when he was in the bar with Sheamus and seeing their, their progression, wearing the same jackets, wearing the kilts, you know, the poses they would do, all that. And, you know, Drew, Drew was floundering for most of last year. Like a SummerSlam match with Jinder Mahal, a WrestleMania match with Baron Corbin, like, come on, man. So you put Drew in a tag team, you get Drew uh, another tag team title reign, and then you kind of put him in an interesting mid-card feud where it's like, you know, Drew fighting for the Intercontinental title would feel like a, a demotion from what he's been doing. But you add that level of, it, of interest in it being these two European guys who came together to start this European world order thing. And then one of them gets tyrannical and a little too crazy. And then Drew kind of has to, Drew reverts back to a baby face over the course of his feud with Cesaro and absolutely cooks him and sends him out of the territory. So yeah, that's my right? Bro, that shit is fire. Thank you. That is like, oh my gosh, that is such a good idea. <laughs> that would be hilarious for so many reasons. Yeah. And it would work. You know, you know what other great thing that you just did with that rewrite? You made Biggie's run look legitimate again. Mm -hmm. Like you gave him Drew, you know, and he beat him. And that's just what it is. Yeah. Exactly. So ladies and gentlemen, that is our episode. Um, you know, if you are enjoying Cesaro over there um, on AEW and New Japan, then I'm very happy for you. Um, I, <laughs> I probably won't be watching, but hey, that's cool. We are the men with the pen. We will be back to you all very soon. Hope you enjoyed. Again, subscribe to the A-Show RNC on Patreon. Check out all of our content. And hey, let us know on social media how you feel about our rewrites, what you would have done with Cesaro after his, his moment where we thought, hey, are they going to do it? Is he going to be Universal Champion? They obviously didn't. So, yeah, let us know your thoughts. And thank you, as always, for tuning in.